would like to address the parents of kids because just as in leadership, just about everything you do as a leader is an act of communication. And so if you think about it, everything, almost everything a parent does is an act of communication, whether it's nonverbal or verbal or whatever. So it's a big deal. I know there's more to parenting than communication skills, but that's my focus. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents, Michelle Abraham, your host here today. Guys, I'm so excited. Today we have an excellent guest with us. We have Dr. Denny Coates, and he's an expert in parent and child communication. So, Dr. Denny, how are you today? I'm fine. Glad to be with you. Good. Well, we're so happy to hear to have you here with us as well. Guys, let me tell you a little bit more about Dr. Denny in a moment. But first, I wanted to share, we're going to be talking about uh, some great communication skills today. So the crucial parent-child communication skills and secrets to improving them. And Dr. Denny's going to share with you at the end of this episode that he's written an ebook called Listening to Understand, The Superpower of Strong Parents. And I just love the title of that because I think it resonates so much with like the superpower is really getting your kids to listen to us, right? And I think the superpower of the parents is listening, right? <laughs> so let's dive into a little bit more about who Dr. Denny is and why he's here with us. So as I mentioned, he's an expert in parent-child communications and and adolescent brain development. He's the author of six books and hundreds of articles for parents. He's two latest books, Connect With Your Kid, Mastering the Top 10 Parent-Child Communication Skills, and Parents Coaching Parents, provide practical step-by-step approach that parents build a bond with their child that lasts a lifetime. So you can find out more information about Dr. Denny Coates at drdennycoates.com, which is C-O-A-T-E-S.com. And so, Dr. Denny, glad you are here with us today. Let's dive in. How, what made you get, get interested in the parent-child communication skills? Well, my interest in interpersonal communication began uh, 40 years ago. It was mostly for uh, executives, managers, supervisors, and organizations because of the need for them to communicate well, to lead well. So... In my company, we decided to create assessment and development uh, support products for people, uh, learning and development trainers and consultants and so on, having to do with communication, interpersonal communication. 
things like listening and giving feedback, um, solving problems, resolving cri- uh, uh, conflicts, and so on. Um, and it was about 12 years ago that I, after I had written a whole lot of stuff about that, my job in my organization is to be the writer, and that's really what I do. But I, I realized that the people that I had been writing for were once kids. And they really needed that content because they didn't learn it while growing up. I mean, who does? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I didn't. No, definitely not. <laughs> you no, know, I had two sons, um, and they were in their 20s before I began to really understand about interpersonal communication skills. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I, I, I thought, you know, I would like to address the parents of kids mm-hmm. because just as in leadership, just about everything you do as a leader is an act of communication. And so if, if you think about it, everything, almost everything a parent does is an act of communication, whether it's nonverbal or verbal or whatever. Right. So it's a big deal. And so I decided that I would uh, write some more only this time for parents. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I've done. That's why I do it. That's my focus. I know there's more to parenting than communication skills, but that's my focus. Mm, but if you communicate well, it makes parenting a whole lot easier. <laughs> oh, my. You know what? One or two instances of horrible communication, and you're in trouble. <laughs> Absolutely. So share with us some of your golden nuggets, <laughs> because we have parents, us parents are busy these days, and I think that, you know, the busyness is allowed for some not great communication between kids and parents. At the end of the day, parents are tired, kids are cranky, everyone's hungry. Don't communicate the best way in those situations, do we? <laughs> That's right. You know what happens is you say the wrong thing in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And the, you don't, you know, as soon as you've done it, you think, man, I should have said that. But it's done. You can't undo what you said necessarily. Mm-hmm. You can apologize. And, you know, I, I strongly suggest that parents get in the habit of apologizing. apologizing. It's very, that doesn't happen very often, but I think it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. But here's why, it, here's why it happens. It has to do with our human nature. When we are trying to do our best in difficult situations, and it's all to the good, but we run into obstacles and frustrations. All of a sudden, we can't do it. It's very, it, it can make you angry. So if somebody goes against you, somebody says the wrong thing, somebody uh, says or does something hurtful, it's only human to react to that. And so we do. And so all of a sudden, you know, you, you know you're tired, you're frustrated, something happens, something is said, you react badly. You say the wrong thing at the wrong time in the wrong way. And that's just what happens. Well, I mean, that's a good insight for forgiveness, self-forgiveness, right? <laughs> but the, the solution is to have uh, a good way to communicate at that moment, not just knowing about it, but having it as a skill so that when you feel the surge of emotion rising, you know, oh, this is a time for listening. I'm going to take three deep breaths and just look at look at my child and smile 
and then I'm going to listen. And one of the aspects of listening is to express back to them what you think they're trying to express. So if they have a loud complaint when you've been doing your best, uh, you just simply say, it sounds like you, you don't like the way I, I fix your hot dog. Or it sounds like you're not ready or whatever. But you reflect that back. And what they see from you is not anger and, and hitting back. What they see from you is, oh, yeah, that's right. She gets it. And that's a wonderful thing for your child to feel. Yeah, dad understands. Mom gets it. That sort of thing. And that's why listening skills are so important. And so I have this book that you mentioned, mm. uh, Connect With Your Kid, which anybody can get on Amazon. And that's the number one skill. But it, it's the book's about 10 skills. But it's the first skill in the book. And it's the skill that I recommend that parents focus on first. It's really a mistake, even if you're eager and good-hearted to try to focus on many skills, improving them all. Yeah. The smart thing to do is to focus on one skill until you've got it, until you until it becomes automatic. Mm-hmm. So it has to be automatic. Right. And so repeating back to them what you're hearing from them is helping them feel like they're being understood and respected. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're essentially uh, summarizing the gist of what their nonverbals are telling us or what their words are saying and hoping that we got it right. Because <laughs> they may say, no, mom, that's not it. That's not what I'm trying to say. Okay, great. Sweetie, what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. And so they'll help you. And so you start to make this connection. So I I think listening is, is really is that powerful. And that's why I did the free ebook. Uh, it's mm-hmm. so important that even if you don't uh, go to Amazon and get uh, connect with your kid, you really should have this information about listening. And so I made it free on my website. That's awesome. And so connecting with our kids is important so that they feel that security and safety too. Is that right? Like, so when they're feeling like understood, respected, that security and safety within the home, um, they're much more or less likely to be behaving in certain ways later on in the day, right? <laughs> yes. They're not perfect. No. In fact. We're certainly not perfect either. <laughs> yeah. The, work the, parents in progress. <laughs> the parents aren't, aren't perfect either. Mm-hmm. And never will be. Um, so they're going to say things or do things that mm-hmm. will, won't feel good. Yeah. And you'll say things or do things that won't feel good. And None of this helps the relationship. Right. None of this builds respect and trust. Um, and what we hope for as parents is when they get older, they'll be smart enough and skilled enough to live on their own and be successful and have their own families and still love us <laughs> after so, all. Do you have some examples of like maybe we might think that we are connected with our kids, but clearly their behavior or their how they're acting is not, is showing that we're not connected. How can our parents tell, like, know if we're connected or not? How can we know if the kids feel connected? Feel connected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, here's one way. Mm-hmm. Um, the huge opportunity that you have to pass on whatever wisdom that you may have, and I mm-hmm. hope you have a lot, 
but you can't pass it all on all at once. And so you pick these moments. Not in one afternoon sitting, no. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully there are these moments where, you know, it's appropriate to, to address um, this aspect of life or this skill or whatever. Um, for example, uh, you may want to coach a daughter about um, what to do if a boy uh, makes uh, advances. Mm -hmm. That's important. But the time has to be right. And, uh, you know, it's, it can't be out of context. And so wouldn't it be cool if the time came and they wanted to hear it? <laughs> that happens. People, they want to hear our advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you know that you're connecting with your child when you sit down with them and, and you say, you know, I'd like to talk about something. And then they, they're willingly listen to you. That's Feels a like huge a big win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, if you're, something good is happening in your relationship if uh, they're willing to take time with you like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, as many teenagers, uh, they'll blow you off. Oh, mom, not now, blah, blah, blah. You know. That's awesome. So that's a good sign if they're willing to sit down and listen to us. So um, as parents, we I feel like we need to like slow down a little um, to be able to have some conversations, um, connect with our kids. Is this something we do on a daily basis? Is this something that we do like once a week, um, having some conversations with them in a connected way? Is this one in the spur of the moment or is it something that should be done more regularly? <laughs> yeah. That's the idea. I think there are really uh, two ways. Mm -hmm. One is is to be sensitive to those pop-up opportunities. Right. You think, wow, now's a good time. Go for it. But also, set it up. You can set it up. You can say, you know, intentionally, hey, let's let's go down and get some ice cream, or let's let's go to the ballpark. Okay. Okay, Dad, let's do that. So, hey, here's the deal. You're in the car. You're on the way to the ballpark. Well, that's an opportunity, and you knew that. You knew that something good was you were going to do some, have some fun together. You're relaxed. You're in the car together, and you can talk about something. That's though. That's how you do it. And you have to want and uh, to have these conversations because there's a lot to tell them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like sometimes those conversations get um, taken over by things that are, you know, we really like you to improve this behavior. <laughs> like, we really like you to have this, but I think that's not really the right way of approaching it, approaching those opportunities. Um, and I feel like sometimes kids get quiet too. Like they, they um, always wait for them to, you know, like, how was your date? Great. Well, <laughs> is that our opportunity to dig for a little bit more or is that the opportunity to be like okay now 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 is not the right time maybe a little bit later <laughs> you know there's a chapter in my book um connect with your kid in fact it's the uh chapter right after the listening chapter mm -hmm. and it's about asking the right asking questions uh -huh. asking the right questions and so the the way to ask a question if you if you want to get the conversation going, is to ask an open-ended question. Mm. An open-ended question uh, naturally is a uh, question that you just can't answer with a yes or a no or a fact. Uh, and 
they will interpret how was your day as not an open-ended question. <laughs> yeah. That they'll say fine. Fine. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So you know, you need to ask it in a different way. Mm. Yeah. Maybe you would say, I know how much you love band and you had a big practice today. Um, what good things happened in that practice? What things happened? Yeah, that's good. That's good when you can use that. You need to change that for a lot of different things. Or if you, um, if you were, um, if your child was going to interview for a job, mm -hmm. you could say, uh, "What did what did your boss say? How did he how did he react to the interview?" Well, you see, you can't say fine for that. Right. Yeah, I got to go a little bit deeper. So you learn how to ask open-ended questions. It's a powerful skill. Yeah. And so I one of the things that's so reason it's so powerful is because the follow-up to asking the question is to listen. Mm. Mm. So you work on your listening skills so you have that once they start talking. And then you can engage that listening skill as a as a, a follow-up. So it's like a one-two, very powerful one-two right. communication combo. And uh, so in our crucial communication with our kids, that that listening and then the follow-up questions, um, that combination is super powerful. And then are there ways to like improve it? It's just more practicing. And is that practicing it more and more that we can improve them? Yeah. You hit it right on the head there. It's about practice. Mm -hmm. it, and, and not uh, not phony practice. I mean... Right. Doing it for real with a kid. That's not I mean. just on reacting to something, right? <laughs> Preventative. Practice means, hey, you know what? Uh, you have to make kind of a, a commitment to yourself to do it. You say, well, you know what? I, I don't remember when I ever asked an open-ended question. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to review that chapter again. And I'm going to ask three open-ended questions this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so you have this intention looking for your opportunity and doing that is the practice. And here's why practice is so important. It's because you may know what to do, but that doesn't mean you're going to do it. You're going to do it. If it's an automatic reflex, think about that. You know, think about a baseball player sit as standing at the plate, waiting for the pitch. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's thinking about how he's going to swing the bat? <laughs> I'd be crazy. <laughs> he would never hit the ball if he had to think about how to swing the bat. Right. He had to swing that bat 10,000 times in practice mm -hmm. so that no matter what's coming at him, mm -hmm. it's just going to do it a certain way. Right. And so it has to be automatic. For it to be automatic, you have to do it over and over and over again until that part of your brain that's they got the neurons involved in saying this saying it this way listening this way <laughs> reacting this way that's got to be wired right and it's not wired initially so practice uh, doing it stimulates those brain cells to grow together and when they finally do, has that circuit triggers the action you want. Mm. You see, and so that's why practice is so important. Right. And so it's it's fine to read the book, 
and to love it and say, yeah, man, that's the right thing to do. But you've got to do it and do it and do it and do it and do it until it just becomes natural. It feels natural. I love the idea of the open-ended questions too, because this leads for more more information to come through than like the fine, fine, <laughs> fine. My day was fine. <laughs> and is that true? So doing that, does that work both boys and girls? Cause I've also heard that, you know, for boys, sometimes if they come into a car and start asking them questions, they shut down. But if you leave the, some silence in some room, then they'll start talking. <laughs> you know, I don't, I've never thought about differentiating between boys mm-hmm. and girls because the fundamentals are so powerful and we, you know, we have to learn them and we have to practice them until they're ours. Well, that's, that's the challenge. And so just getting that done, no matter whether it's your daughter or your son, um, that's really the challenge. And I wouldn't worry about whether I need to do it differently with my daughter or differently with my, that will come instinctively. And do you think that by us becoming better listeners as parents, is that then received as them becoming better listeners as kids too? I think I have encouraged parents mm-hmm. once they've mastered it, you know, once mm-hmm. they're doing it regularly and automatically, why don't you talk to your kid about learning how to do this himself? Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful thing to do. Yeah. You know, I, I keep thinking when uh, working with adults, I keep thinking, wouldn't it have been great mm-hmm. if they had learned this thing that I'm trying to teach them mm-hmm. when they were young? Right. <laughs> but those venues for learning those skills are extremely rare in our mm-hmm. culture. Uh, very, very few people learn interpersonal communication skills mm-hmm. before they go to college or go to work or anything. They become critical at work. Or they become critical in the family. Mm-hmm. Um that's when they feel the need and that's when they're ready. But hey, wouldn't it have been great if they already knew how to listen well right. by the time they had that child? And by the way, these parent-child communication skills, <laughs> a big aha here. They're great with your spouse. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. It's like this little game with our spouses too. <laughs> yeah. And they're great with your buddies. Mm-hmm. They're great at work. In fact, that's where I taught them initially is in the workplace. They're exactly the same skill. Do you, why do you think most people are not, don't have these skills already? Like, why, why, is, why, why do we not have these skills or why are they not like yeah, so? Good question. <laughs> good question. Well, the answer is, you know, if you think about it, it's because they have to be learned. Right. Okay. They're not just something if you're you, born with yet. You're not born with them. And so, in fact, um, we learn how to listen just by being around people. And there's a, a way to listen that's powerful. And then there's a way to listen that's not. Mm-hmm. For example, you might, you might listen to figure out what you're going to say next. Right. And you don't really hear, you don't really acknowledge what you've heard. Mm-hmm. You just want to say, well, what am I going to say now? How am I going to... <laughs> get my two cents in that's what we learn on the street our parents didn't teach us how to listen you see they didn't teach us how to ask open-ended questions they didn't teach us how to give feedback or resolve conflict or any of those things and our teachers at school didn't either 
So where did you learn how to deal with conflict? Well, we deal with conflict by duking it out with your pals. <laughs> and whoever's the most forceful wins. <laughs> you know, that's not the way to do it, you know. <laughs> so that's why we we don't have these skills just because, yeah. you know, we didn't learn them when we were young. And they're different from what you learn on the street. Right, yeah. Interesting. I can imagine the playground, oh, the different conversations on the playground that would happen if they did learn these skills when they were young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Any other tips for our parents that are, you know, maybe they've been going on, maybe there's been some conflict and behavior issues in their house. And just to start, what's a good starting point? Would it be like, you know, uh, having one conversation, starting how just starting by with one conversation, or what? We, where would you suggest we start? So really, you're you're wondering how, uh, what would be a good way to start being a better communicator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's probably one of the most important questions you could ask, and the answer is learn listening skills first. Acknowledge that, yeah, there are some others that are important, and I should learn those too, but learn those after listening. Because one of the reasons is, is that nearly all of them require listening as a part of the skill. <laughs> so you better have that listening skill right there, you know, before you try to learn how to resolve conflict, right. for example. So uh, that's the way to begin. And, of course, you you learn what the fundamentals are, think about that, and then you make a commitment to practice, and then you practice, and then you continue with that. Now, I want to tell you something that can happen along the way that will derail you. See, we're talking about something wonderful, and, it, you know, just do this, do this. Here's what can happen that will derail you. You may make a commitment to, to exercise listening once a day, mm -hmm. but then you don't. <laughs> You just forgot. Or the reason you didn't is because that's not your natural reaction. Right. It's not a skill yet. <laughs> your natural reaction is to do this other thing that's, you know, that's causing the problems. Usually along with so, yelling or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you get into back and forth stuff and, and you feel bad about it later. Mm. And the, the, the thing that can happen is you can say, you know, I don't think this is for me. I can't do it. I haven't been able to do it. I, I guess I give up. That can happen. Mm -hmm. And that's real. Mm -hmm. And so there's a solution for that too. And the solution is, is to have another adult parent mm -hmm. to work with you as kind of a partner. Oh my gosh, yeah, how helpful would that be to two on the team learning the same skills? <laughs> yeah, well, it could be your spouse. Yeah. You know, you make a date, you know, every other week. Let's just talk about how we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. And you kind of coach each other. You know, one will hear what the her, the per person is saying and, and, and then listen, do, do some listening as to what, what the problem was. And yeah. then they can discuss back and forth how they could do it better and, and uh, move forward. And that's kind of a, a coaching situation mm -hmm. where people encourage each other and hold each other accountable. You know, you can say, 
Okay, you said you were going to do this. Did you do it? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so why not? Well, yeah, the, the, okay, so this is hard, you know. So I, it's no problem. You, we can recommit next week. You can try again. Mm-hmm. So you coach each other. And so I have written this book. I don't know if you can see it. Yep, Parents Coaching Parents. Parents Coaching Parents. It's a very easy to read book (laughs) where it just basically explains that anybody can coach another parent. Uh, The reason is, is that you don't have to be a professional certified coach to parents to help each other. In fact, your parents have been helping each other for thousands of years. Right. Years. Some of those thousands just saying, of you could do the parent groups on Facebook, even, right? Yeah. Thousands of them. <laughs> and so you can uh, team up with another mom mm-hmm. or another dad or your parent or your spouse mm-hmm. or anyone. And, and they both can be working on a communication skill and you can coach each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really cool thing for a parent to do is to have a coaching partner. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think those two books really are all you need to figure the how tos, you know, the fundamentals, of, and it's yeah, easy combining those two together. So, if you yeah. get to the first few skills of listening and asking the open-ended questions, then you have another set of eight skills in one of those books that will also be really useful in helping with the communication. Yeah, to help you be a coaching partner to another parent who can also coach you, mm-hmm. and that way. If you get discouraged, you can get encouraged. Mm. Have someone to to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Might be your mom, you know, who knows? Yeah. Whoever you feel comfortable with, you know. Yeah, I always find it's helpful to kind of commiserate with other parents. But is this happening in your house? Is okay, well, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with this? So parents yeah. are already doing that. So instead of just maybe uh, discussing about all the bad things that are happening, we can turn it around and like help coach each other to do the right thing or, or, you know, integrate these new skills into, into our parenting. You know, it's kind of a process. Uh, If, uh, if a parent were to read one of these, read one of these books and say, you know what, I'm, you got me, I'm with it. I'm going to do this, you know, in the best case, They'll never stop. Right. There's no end to it. It's like, I mean, how good can you get? Mm-hmm. You can get to be really, really good. You know, there are there are people who make money being listeners. Right. And, you know, they really take it to a high level. Kind of, It's kind of impressive how well they listen and uh, they deserve every penny that they, that they make, you know psychologists and therapists and coaches okay. and counselors and so on. Yeah. Uh, and there's no end to how good you can get. Mm-hmm. And so you don't just do it for a month and quit. Say, okay, I got it. You keep practicing it. You keep thinking yeah. about, you know, what happened? Why did it happen? What were the consequences? And what can I do better? You learn from your experience. By the way, that that's a skill. Learning from your experience experience right that's in the book too it's okay if those experiences weren't the great the first time because then you learn from them. <laughs> we got to make mm-hmm. mistakes in order to learn from them right <laughs> that's right you can learn from them all of them yeah oh that's awesome so i think parents have got some really good starting places so start by listening 
um, and start by asking open-ended questions. Those are really great things to start with. And then find a friend or a parent or a spouse, someone to practice with and uh, share what you have come up with. I think, uh, Dr. Denny, this has been really uh, great to uh, allow our parents to kind of uh, see how they can build on the communication skills and that they have all the tools that they need. They just need to start using them and maybe using them in a different way. So I loved how you shared to repeat back what you're hearing so that you can kind of understand, make sure that you're understanding correctly, which is fantastic. So both of parents, you have uh, the opportunity to get uh, Dr. Denny's free books. It's called Listening to Understand the Superpower of Strong Parents, which is at drdennycoats.com forward slash free on his website. And then when you head over to his website, there's all sorts of other things there. Anything else you want to share with us over on your website? Well, um, there are several hundred articles in my blog. Great. I mean, there's more to it. Awesome. um, Also, I think of my website as kind of a portal to other experts. Mm. And so I have this section where it is a portal. And I talk about my favorite websites, my favorite parenting authors and um, several other things for them to access if they're interested. So there's hundreds of links. That's um, awesome. It's a real uh, community place for parents to go and check out. Mm -hmm. So make sure you head on over there, both parents, check it out and report back. Tell us how, what, how you've been doing with the modeling, good listening and asking open-ended questions because you know, as parents, we're always a work in progress. (laughs) And if we can start when our kids are younger, oh my gosh. And teach them then how to do it too. What a great place this world will be. <laughs> Any last words of advice, Dr. Denny? Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yep, that's it. That's that's the key. Hmm. Keep going. You got this, parents. And if you want to reach out, let us know how you're doing. If you need some support, need some parents to also practice with, let us know. We're here for you too. So Blissful Parents, go out there and have an absolutely fantastic week. Dr. Denny, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Amazing, you guys. All right, we'll see you again next week on the Blissful Parenting Show. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.